I'm Mark Adams and this is Mark Smith's 50 for 50, where each week I will look at a year in my life looking for the major events and the geek influences ending up looking at the year 2021 on my 50th birthday. This week it's 2003! It was the year that Concorde took its last flight and the year that the Space Shuttle Columbia crashed. Everyone wanted the next Nokia phone and Northern Ireland went to the polls again. I had settled into work over the past year. We had spent our time with young people in the drop-in, with children in the homework club, as well as some schools work and adults through a community coffee shop. We were trying to take part in community activities and make ourselves visible in the community and available to the young people in the centre. I could paint a picture of sectarian troubles and all young people hated the other side, but that simply is not true. More often than not, it was the young people who stopped any hate speech before it even started, before the leaders could even say anything. Case to point. One young lad in Dropin started using abusive language about the other community, and before I could open my mouth, another lad shouted over to him, Sure, you're Maz from that community. And the reaction from that first fella? Well, she's not from my side of the family. We found out Julie was pregnant in the spring, but spent the first few months worrying and praying that there would not be a repeat of last year. So we kept our minds occupied. On TV, Buffy the Vampire Slayer came to an end. I was a latecomer to Buffy, missing out on most of the Sunnydale High adventures. I found some of the last couple of seasons very dark. I much preferred the New Angel series, but in 2003 it moved to Channel 5, which we still could not get. So I missed out again, just as it became interesting. We started to watch new shows. The Last Detective starring Peter Davidson was a gentle detective show putting Davidson's nice guy character up against a police station full of self-centred cops. New tricks put three retired policemen against a backlog of old unsolved cases. Like The Last Detective, the real draw were the actors. Alan Armstrong, Dennis Lawson and the great James Bowman. What was there not to like about this? The BBC were doing interesting things digitally, including Doctor Who with an all-new series and all-new Doctor online. This was shown in six weekly parts and was animated. The technology wasn't quite there yet as it kept sticking for me as I tried to watch it on an old dial-up connection, but the idea had promise. Richard E. Grant played the Doctor, Derek Jacobi was the Master, and Alison Cheney played the first companion of colour. But the, do- the story was forgettable, but the Doctor had a grumpy attitude, which suited him well. The Master was, well, he was an android, unable to leave the TARDIS. That I wanted to know more about. How did the Master end up as an android? And I wanted to see more Doctor Master adventures. That summer, Julie and I spent a week in a cottage at the foot of the Mourns, with stunning views of both the mountains and the sea. We did go to a beauty spot called Silent Valley, but with Julie now visibly pregnant, we didn't wander too far. 
Julie did ask why it was called Silent Valley and was content for a while with the answer that it was because it was between two mountains. If you want superhero movies, 2003 is a good place to visit. The second X-Men film came out, introducing Nightcrawler to the silver screen and the mysterious Project X. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, based on Moore on O'Neill's comic, came out, slightly disappointing in some of the changes they made. Ang Lee's Hulk stomped onto the screen, and while I liked some of the artistic choices, it was a bit of a stinker. Daredevil was a reasonable, but not excellent film, but a joy to see a much-loved character in the cinema. The film that surprised me with how much I liked it was 28 Days Later. While I do love a good post-apocalyptic film, I am terrified at zombie films. But I was compelled to watch Danny Boyle's story peeking through my fingers. After all, a good zombie film, it is not the zombies who are the bad guys. As the time came closer for the birth of our first child, we got more attention. A shop worker asked when Julie was due, and when she heard it was the 10th of December, exclaimed that it would be lovely for us if it was a Christmas Day birth. We left the delusion woman in her hideous fantasy. The date ended up being a lot sooner. Julie went into hospital in the end of November, but the baby couldn't make up its mind whether it would come out yet. Julie stayed in hospital what seemed like weeks, but it was only a few days and Charlotte was born in early December. She was named Charlotte after Julie's favourite author. There was much excitement, much congratulations, and then there was a realisation that we didn't really know what we were doing, and then the shock that when we were born, our parents, who seemed to know everything, didn't know what to do either. Charlotte cried a lot, Charlotte pooed a lot, and we were a happy little family. If you would like to contact me, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at MarksMessPodcast without the T, on our Facebook MarksMessPodcasts. Thank you to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. And next time, 2004.